0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host Greg Hellback, and on this show, you are going to learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're going to be able to listen to that's going to give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm going to interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week. And there's also going to be some content that is just going to be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million dollar real estate investor. So if you want to learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to. And I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Halbeck. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track Podcast, and I got a great show today with a good friend of mine, Eric Hatch, who is a guy I've been looking up to for a while, personal mentor of mine. This guy is very impressive. And we're going to talk all about the perfect real estate agent blueprint on this show today. If you're listening to this and you're a real estate investor, don't click off right now. I'm telling you right now, even though it's called the perfect real estate agent blueprint, this is just as applicable, if not more applicable to the real estate investing business. So stay tuned for this. It is a great episode. Eric is a wealth of knowledge and trust me, if you're not driving, you're going to want to take notes when you listen to this guy talk. So before I get into the interview, if you're new to the show and you get value, if you can leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would mean a lot to me. If you're interested in doing a JV deal with me, whether you're living in New York or Delaware or San Diego and you want to sell me a wholesale deal or you want a JV with me on a wholesale deal send me an email greg at velocityhousebuyers.com that's g-r-e-g at velocity v-e-l-o-c-i-t-y house h-o-u-s-e buyers b as in boy u-y-e-r-s.com with the subject line deal and we can take a look at the deal to see if it makes sense to do together or if it makes sense for you to wholesale it to me so Love to do more deals with my listeners. We've been doing this for a while, and uh, it's been great. So uh, before we get into the interview, this show is sponsored by greglikesdata.com. This is software that I've been using in my business for years, and you can use the software to run lists or pull lists, run comparables. I use it a lot to research properties. Truthfully, it is embarrassingly cheap for what you get. It is so, so, so valuable. You can actually try it out for free for seven days at greglikesdata.com, and after the seven days... If you think it's a fit, uh, it's like 100 bucks a month or 97 bucks a month or something like that. And trust me right now, if you're new or if you're advanced, this is must-have software. So check it out at greglikesdata.com and enjoy my interview with Eric Hatch. All right, Eric, welcome back to the podcast. You are uh, one of the guys that I've been looking up to for a while. We've known each other for about two years now. I think we... First connected in Mexico a couple of years ago, and then the following year, and we've always stayed in touch, and it's always good to, to spend time with you and, and learn from your experience. So uh, today, we're going to really cover your book you just wrote, The Perfect Real Estate Agent Blueprint, that I just listened to last week. I listened to it in like two days, by the way. So I was like, just
1: constantly- Did you, did you put me on hyperspeed, Greg? Was I talking as you're fast as Greg Kallbeck talks? You're on
0: two, two speed. You're on two X. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Driving around, donating turkeys to people, listening to Eric tell <laughs> me how to grow my business. <laughs> so, what a joy. Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot that I took away from that book, even though I'm not a real estate agent myself. And our listenership is very heavily in real estate investing. But basically, a lot of stuff, pretty much everything in that book was applicable to the real estate investing business. So I figured we'd bring you on here and a lot of the concepts that, that you talked about on there. Number one, it was a very tactical book where it's like step by step by step.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, awesome. and that's totally out of my box, Greg. I mean, as, as yeah. we've gotten to know each other, you know, I am more heart before I am head. I am, yes. I, I, I want to be there as the leadership guy. Uh, and leadership is an art. It's not a science, but I recognize like I wrote my, my first book I wrote like four years ago. Uh, Great book. Called, oh, thank you, buddy. Uh, called play for the person next to you. So that's a servant leadership guide. And that's, uh, like I, I wrote this book on theory on like, here's how to see the world and here's how to care for people. And I proudly sold tens of copies. Oh my gosh. It was, it it was flying off of one shelf. Uh, I've sold thousands of copies in all, in all sincerity, but I expected it to be like every book for everyone at every time. And it's a good book, but it doesn't speak specifically to like, here's the one person who's going to uh, unabashedly pick it up and say, this is what I need. And so, in writing the second book, it's actually meant to be a a brother or sister with the first book. Uh, the first one was about heart. The second one was about head. It's a it's a literal blueprint. We put blueprint in the title because we're convinced that people need a step by step. Most people, if they're entrepreneurs, they would rather be a copypreneur. Find somebody else who's maybe gone faster, farther, and has been hit in the face with a whole bunch of branches. And you can learn from either um, mistakes or by mentors. And our job in this is to say, I've made the mistakes, and now I'll be your mentor. And so you okay. can simply blaze, uh, follow the trail that's already been blazed.
0: I couldn't agree more after reading it. like I'm like, if I were to just get started as a real estate agent, you, you you start from the ground and you build it up to you know how you could really systematize your business to have it basically run for you, which you have done. For years at this point, and the the real there was some there was a few really things in there that I I took away from. I figure we cover them now because I think this is really relatable to the real estate investor. And you have this idea in the um, in the book called the the ISA, right? Like the inside sales agent. And I I remember listening. This was last week. I was listening to it eating dinner, and I said, "You know what? That's such a brilliant idea." I think a lot of people in our business they have lead managers, right? I guess that's a similar kind of role, but the way that you describe the ISA, I'll let you talk about it here, but like what, so what is an ISA and how do they add a tremendous amount of value to an entrepreneur's business? Because you really cover it in the book and I was like, man, I never even thought they could do that much, you know?
1: Well, I think in its early form, an ISA was, uh, imagine somebody working in a call center smoking cigarettes and <laughs> plugging away on their windows 95 like that's I think that what I envision when I hear call center yeah. uh I, that's a that's a pretty bad execution of Uh, We take, and I read about it in both my books, we take hiring really seriously. If somebody's going to come on board and to work with you, you need to exhaust it mightily because Greg, if you and I work together, I'd spend more time with you than I do with my wife. And the fact that I would propose or marry you after 30 minutes or simply by reading a one-page BS resume from you seems irresponsible. And so once you hire the right person and then it's getting them trained exceedingly well, uh, we looked at the whole real estate landscape from marketing and management to sales, both on the phone and in person uh, to leadership, you name the aspects of it. There's about 130 different jobs. And we looked at it to say, if you are a solopreneur doing this on your own, you're every one of those things. You're wearing 130 hats and that can get to be pretty chaotic. Now. As you progress and as you maturate, now your business has made one or two or three key hires. And you have to clearly identify what you want that next person to be doing because the mistake most people make is they bring somebody on board and they want them to do what they're already doing. But you're pretty great at what you're already doing. And so when you figure out, well, what are those things that don't give me life? What are those things that can help to uh, increase the bottom dollar? I remember, Greg, hiring my first admin. I had her work on tasks that I wanted to get to. I had this honey-do list of these dreams, these marketing things and everything else that I wanted to do, and I hired her. And it turns out I spent all my time trying to train her to mediocrely do a job that I wasn't already doing, and she brought no actual leverage to me. All my fault, not hers. And so as I progressed those thoughts and we moved to an ISA, I have to take a look to say, I'm a busy guy. And if I'm going to protect my bottom dollar. I need to make sure that every hire is impacting the ability to sell. So the first hire that I recommend making is an admin, right? An admin is going to relieve me of the things that are slowing me down. Uh, I will then focus more on lead generation, on bringing dollars to the bottom line. That admin is a dollar income producing position simply because they're giving me capacity to do more of that. The second admin that I recommend bringing on is another admin, but now this is the person to help you grow, to do marketing things, to to work with your past clients, to better massage your current database. Uh, there's a lot of transactional paperwork and and that sort that goes into our businesses, Greg. And so these first two admin, want us to help you to breathe, and the next ones to help you to go really fast. Yeah. The next hire, and I'm going to get to your ISA piece because no, I love this.
0: I love how you're starting from the, the you're pouring the foundation here for us here.
1: Uh, the next hire is a partner. In your world, this is this is an acquisitions person, I'd imagine. Yep. This is somebody who is maybe hitting the phone some, uh, but they are they are front facing with clients as often as possible. They're maybe not setting the price, they're maybe not negotiating, but they're going to build the relationship. Think of it as a nurse to the doctor. Uh, For us in in the residential real estate field, this is somebody who's going on showings and connecting with sellers. And they're not necessarily the ones negotiating the, the fine precision of what surgery would be, but they're instead there for checking the vitals and building the relationship and making that person to feel trusted and seen. So that's the foundation to what we build. And then the next piece, Greg, this is where I get really excited about it, is bringing on an ISA, an inside sales agent. This person's primary job is first and foremost to be the insurance policy for your dollars spent on marketing. That's so. That's and so. Good. so and, and if you think about it, we—I pay my my ISAs anywhere between twenty-five and forty thousand dollars a year, and then they get commission and, and bumps on things, also. Yeah. Uh, and so I, you give them enough so that they can at least like buy ramen. Yeah. And then they have to be hungry enough to go and eat filet mignon. And so they have to have the ability to go and, and to stay a little bit more. So our ISAs, they receive all my marketing, uh, any lead that comes in from any dollar that I spend. Uh, Greg, a, a few months ago, I was spending $125,000 a month uh, to buy on just real estate,
0: On real estate, residential real estate leads. Yeah,
1: monthly. Yeah, 125 grand. Yeah. 70 grand to Zillow and 20 and 30 grand to this other place. Yeah, you you name it. I mean, I was I was on pace to, and I pulled it back quite a bit because we've had a big market slowdown, but I was on pace to uh spend eight hundred thousand dollars on Zillow in, in one year, which is wow. wild, right? Uh my business in perspective is people are if you're listening, uh my business in total is about a six and a half million dollar business. Uh, that's our GCI. That's our GCI. Yep. And then I, of course, get a percentage of that. Uh, So this inside sales agent, as they're working on our leads, uh, they're taking them and making sure that they get put into a database, that they have automation that's put on them, as well as customization. And I have to draw this delineation because this is where so many people mess up. Automation is good. Automation is in addition to, but it should never be in place of. In in residential real estate, Greg, if you were to sign up or come to uh, an open house, what most realtors are going to do is they're going to put you on uh, what's called a drip campaign. So every night at 10 p.m., all the new listings that meet your criteria, the three-bedroom, two-bathroom homes in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, all the houses you were looking for, yeah. those are going to be, be emailed to you. And realtors will be like, all right, bro, I set you up on this drip campaign. You just let me know when you see a house that you want to take a look at. And we think that that's going to make our world's crush. We're going to automate those. That's going to get sent out. And our CRMs are going to put all these automation plans on. And we think we're good. And an ISA does that. And then what they also do is every day, they're going to send you a message saying, hey, Greg, this house just hit the market 10 minutes ago. What do you think? And then, Greg, this is a little bit out of your criteria of what you were looking for. I know you were looking for a three-bed, three-bath. This only has... Two bathrooms, but I think it might be up your alley. And they're gonna send you screenshots and and, and engage regularly because Greg, I just I just paid a hundred or five hundred or a thousand dollars for that lead. And my isas are the insurance policy on this. Their job is to take my dollars and turn it into appointments. Period. Now, are deal.
0: they manual? They're manually doing this on top of the automation. They're personally following up like human-to-human communication, text, uh-huh. call, email
1: yeah under, my my database, and I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. y'all, I say y'all like I'm not from Fargo. You guys. hey, you, you always guys. say that.
0: Yeah okay.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. The entire community I represent is two hundred and fifty thousand people. I then have three expansion markets. And in my database, Greg, I have one hundred and ten thousand people. I have literally eighty to ninety percent of everybody that lives in Fargo in my database. What I don't need to do is to go and buy more business. What I need to do is I need to be better with the business that I have. And my ISAs, as well as my agents, but my ISAs, and for you, your lead managers, your acquisitions people, there will be those slow times. There'll be those times in which you need to get after it. It's not just filling those slow times. It's saying, this is the most important thing that I do is I continue the relationship. Because people in your business, Greg, and people in my business, we don't have great reputations.
0: No, oh uh, you, you, gosh. You, take, our
1: business? You, you take like used car salesmen and they're like just a little bit worse than us, maybe. <laughs> you take lawyers, they're just a little bit better than us, maybe, right? Uh, you, you got guys working wholesales and, and investors and like we're seeing as- Oh, my
0: weird. house is destroyed. You didn't renovate it right. My tenants, <laughs> it's, oh, I get it, man.
1: And, and the reason why is because there's been a bunch of a-holes doing our job that have been treating people poorly. And if you want to win in this industry, you don't go fast, you go deep. That sounds dirty, it's not meant to. Uh, But you don't go fast, you don't go quick with the relationship to say how quick can I get them from point A to point Z so I can get my money and get out of here. I believe this is a relationship game. And an ISA is an extension of that relationship, Greg. So they're going to lean in, they're going to make that person feel great they're going to overconnect with them, and then they're going to tee up our agents when our agents do get a chance to go front facing with them. They're going to tee up our agents for great success. And it should be known, folks, as well. I do know, uh, hopefully, a couple of things about your business, Greg. I, I run, uh, in conjunction with my business, I run what's called our Snap Offers. This is our own iBuyer uh, plan where we'll wholesale or I'll buy and flip them. Uh, we I, I got a bunch of people on my team to invest with me because I, I don't have a 401k plan, but I do want to set them up for great wins. And yeah. so I put I put in 400 grand of my own money and then they came in and put in a hundred grand. So we, with that 500, just in the last year, I turned that into over $700,000. That's amazing. And so we got, a, we got over a 40% return for them and we bought and flipped uh, probably 15 to 20 houses this last year. All in Fargo, right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we're just going to continue to do it. So I understand the rhythms of what it takes to get this done. And the things I write about in my book, Greg, are the exact same things that you're doing. It's just, uh, it's.
0: I always say it's the same business, except I'm buying and closing or buying and assigning. You're simply the bro. The the realtor is just in the middle. But it's the, it's a transactional real estate business, which is it's the same. I, I actually read a lot of real estate agent books myself because I, I pick things up all the time because like wholesaling is such like a get rich quick scheme kind of shenanigan show. I like to to study the the other stuff. But anyway, no, it's it's so true especially like you said with the isa it's an insurance policy for your marketing there are so many people eric i see they go like you know i'm a big marketing fan they go do a direct mail campaign maybe they go through my training and then they get a bunch of calls and they say greg nobody's motivated i said nobody's motivated how many calls did you get oh i got 15 calls i said you think if you if you send mail out Out of the 15 calls, you're going to get some unicorn seller who's going to just go drop their pants and give you their house for 60 cents on the dollar. That's not going to happen. You have to follow up and follow through. And like you said, if you have those ISAs or lead managers in our business following up consistently and like you said, with intention and genuinely trying to help them, when they're ready to sell, whether they're selling to a wholesaler or whether they're selling through a broker, the trust is going to be there. So it makes the next step in your system go a lot so much smoother versus having it just be like a random transaction where it's, you know, Mm -hmm. you get lucky, right? Because people get lucky in our business, but that's not a strategy you're going to use to scale your business, you know?
1: No doubt. Yeah.
0: All right. So second thing on that. So we covered the ISA in detail. So takeaway for the listeners, get yourself some sort of ISA. By the way, do you have your, are your ISAs local or do you have them working all over the country for you?
1: So we think residential real estate is a local game. And so we, we we, we hire our ISAs because, you could say, man, sure, it's cold out. And you're like, well, you live in Fargo. It's always cold. But it, people are going to say, yeah, that snowfall earlier today. And you're going to reference uh, the the local park or the sports team, that sort. And so we love it when it's local. It Somebody who's overseas can play in different parts of the country. I'm in a pretty uh, isolated place where everybody just has their, their own that. version of a Midwestern accent. Yeah. And so sometimes it's more difficult for overseas uh, people as as VAs or ISAs to come in and help out. Uh, I have seen some successes, but the greatest success I will always see is when you have somebody who's local. And it, it doesn't guarantee success, but it's your greatest chance at success.
0: Well, especially with the connections too, if they're at least like for me, and I'm there's nothing against VAs. I still use them. They're great. But if you're if you get on the phone with somebody and you feel like they're not local to at least the country, sometimes you could be the most motivated prospect to sell your house. But if you don't have a good feeling about it or something, you might hold you have your guard you know up, and the call might not go the way it should be. So and, and I, and that, I, that's I, to
1: be said of somebody who's stateside too. It, it really yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure that you are taking hiring really, really seriously as as to the aforementioned points. And so whether it be a VA or an in-person, whether it be somebody who is uh, a national uh, or, or local, whatever it may be, just be be yeah. really serious about who you hire. Don't expect right. you to hire a B player and get A results. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Are you a
0: real estate investor who wants to get to the next level? Well, my name is Greg Hellbeck, And over the last five years, I have bought and sold well over 125 houses. And I have learned a ton of stuff, and I've made a lot of mistakes, and hopefully, as they say, a wise man learns from someone else's mistakes, so if you are a real estate investor, and you want to learn how to get to the next level, you might be a good fit for my coaching program, so if you're interested in finding out if my coaching program could be a fit for you, head over to bookacallwithgreg.com. On that website, you're going to be able to simply book a call with me, absolutely free for 15 minutes, and I'm basically going to see how I can best help you, right? I'm not gonna high pressure sell you. It's gonna be none of that whatsoever. It's gonna be a very helpful call. We're gonna have a 15 minute conversation. I'm gonna ask you some questions about where you're at and where you wanna get to. And if you think it's a fit to potentially work with me as a coaching client, I'd love to offer the opportunity to work with you. And if it's not a fit for some reason, no big deal. That 15 minute call is gonna be super, super helpful. I'm gonna give you some good pointers so I can help you you know, get your business to the next level. There's two types of people I work with. The first person is the person who's brand new, they might not have ever done a deal before, and they really wanna learn step by step how they can get their first deal, right? That's the first person. The second person I work with is someone who might have done some deals, maybe they have you know a deal every other month coming in, or they just have inconsistent income, and they really wanna learn sales and marketing strategies so they can consistently get two, three, four, five deals a month, in a formulaic way. So, those are the two people I work with. If that sounds like you, I'd love to hop on the phone with you for 15 minutes, see if you're a good fit for our coaching program. Go to bookacallwithgregg.com and sign up for a free consultation today. So, let me let me give you some credit right now. I'm going to give an air, I'm going to give you an Eric Hatch commercial before we go to our next segment. Oh,
1: lean in everybody. It's getting good.
0: All right, so this is the truth. This is a 100% accurate statement. I met with Eric, I met him for the first time in, in Tulum, I think it was 2021, and he was talking about leadership. And, and I was really impressed with the guy. You know, He's he's, he's very present. So after that conversation, not only did I commit to hiring somebody, which I did, and that my assistant now, Anna, she's a rock star. She started with one thing and now she's basically running an entire part of our business with barely any of my involvement whatsoever. And then on top of that, so thank you for that, Eric. That was awesome on top of that she's made more money than she's ever made in her life and I, her compensation pan, plan is incentivized on how she performs and then uh, this was a, almost a year ago a little over a year ago i hired an acquisitions guy who buys houses and i got his income has changed his life this year he's made more money this year than he's ever made in his life i had to commit to being a leader and learning how to do that which is certainly not easy it's a work in progress but now i have two full time people who are making more money than they ever ever made in their life, and they're part of a company that's that's here to do something great. So I got to give you credit for that, man. Because if I didn't know you, I doubt I'd be where I'm at. And I, I genuinely mean that, brother. Oh, right. And this is a recorded true. show. I seriously seri- like you guys. Eric is the real deal. This guy knows what he's doing. So just when you're around him, even if it's virtual, or you just feel his influence on you. So I really appreciate what you have done to become the leader you have been. So because it 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 the offshoot, the ripple effect is powerful, dude. Like think about it. If we didn't have that conversation, my team probably wouldn't be making the money they're making. They probably wouldn't be working with me just because of that one conversation we had. Think about the ripple effect, bro. It's crazy. Well,
1: I, I can I can tell you why what you're doing is successful is because you never once talked about the money you're making. No. And the time. Now, is this true? You're making more now than you were then?
0: I 100% couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Not even is close. It,
1: is it true that you have more time on your hands now than you did then? Yes. Okay. And yet you spent all your time talking about their successes, which is why I know you will succeed as a leader is because it's about them and what they're doing in their lives. This isn't the Greg show where you beat your chest and say, look at how great I am and said great leaders point to other people and say, look at how great they are. That for me, that one statement of you immediately shining the light on other people instead of trying to hog it for yourself, gives me the utmost of hope that you're not going to just hire two people. You're going to hire 22 people and you're going to change some lives in the process.
0: Thank you. We're working on a third as we speak.
1: <laughs> he doper, man.
0: Here's an example on that. And then we'll cover the showing partner thing. So it's interesting that you just said that because I have a really good friend who's uh, kind of shifting his business a little bit. And he has some employees that he might want to... Um, switch around or maybe remove just because of the business model, not because of anything. So I would say, I said, Hey, let me, let me talk to the one, the one employee. And I know her cause I've trained her before I've I've done sales training with her. And I said, Hey, why don't we do this? I said, let me bring her on for a couple hours a day and let's see how she does. Right. And I, I already know her. It's like a warm referral. Yep. She's already starting to perform well. So then I, I, I kind of put a pin on that and I sat down last week for about 20 minutes And I designed a potential package for her to thrive in. And I kind of casted a vision, at least for myself first. And then I got on the phone with her for 40 minutes and I said, hey, not sure where this will go, but this is kind of where I'm at. And this is how I think it would benefit you. Like when I say where I'm at, where the business is at, what's our pain points? How can can I put you in a position where you're really successful? And it's looking like that's probably going to end up working out and she's going to come in on the team and contribute. So the key here is I didn't start with, me, 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 me. It's like, how can this person be more successful than they are now? Do we have the need for it? And then how do we come up with a plan that gets them from where they are to where they want to get to through our company? And I never said my business, it's our company, right? And I treat my team like they're owners. It's like they're, it's us, it's our team. It's never my team. They don't work for me. I work for them. I learned that from you. (laughs) It's true. But that's, that's how I'm starting to think now because it's, it's so, they they see that when you really, you know, you don't do the work for them, but when you see you're there for their best interest, it gets the buy-in and then they own their role and then they come to you with problems that maybe they can't solve on their own. But I digress. I could talk about this for days. Let's get into the showing partner model. I was just telling somebody about this today on the phone. I said, dude, you got to look into the showing partner model because this this guy, Eric Hatch, knows what he's doing. So talk about the showing partner model and how you really get your agents to start really from the bottom and earn their way? Like you said in your book, everything is earned, nothing is given. I'll say it again. Everything is earned, nothing is given. How do we do that through the showing partner model?
1: So one of the things that happens in real estate is when an agent hits a point of like, Ooh, I've done a lot of houses. Uh, maybe my next move is I'm going to bring in another agent. I'm going to use really simple math. We think, all right, I have five quality leads or appointments. I know I could close off five of those, but I'm going to pass those off to an agent on my team. I'm going to bring somebody new on and uh, I'm going to take half the commission. They're going to get half the commission. And in, in re- real estate, that's pretty common. It's a 50-50 split with your team. Yeah. And so if each one of those is worth $10,000 and you have five of them, you think, all right, I'm going to make 25 grand by simply passing off these at-bats. And this will be passive income that I'm going to make. I'm going to make 25 grand. And then they're going to make 25 grand and they're going to have a huge life and they're going to be with me for forever. We're going to get uh, rich and fat and happy together. Well, the issue is that person is nowhere near the experience that you are. And so I can't say even with great training that they're going to close all five. I mean, they're not going to close four or three. They're, or they're, they're going to probably close two. Yeah, if, if you're, you're lucky, lucky. If, if you train them exceedingly well, yeah. and then in real estate, if a buyer shows up on your doorstep today, the average buyer tends to look for 10 to 12 weeks. And then once they get an offer accepted, it's an escrow for another four to six. So we're talking four months. Yeah. Greg, my business is 100% commission. Same. And, and... So what we're saying is, hey, if you're really great, if you're the luckiest person on earth and you can show up and wait four months to get your first paycheck, there's a chance you might make it. And it's irresponsible with what we're doing. 87% of realtors fail within the first five years. They drop out. 87%. I'd imagine it's the same in your world, Greg. I imagine investors and wholesalers are dropping out uh, to the tune of nine out of every 10 don't make it. I agree. The reason why is because we're setting them up in the wrong model. The wrong model is I'm throwing you some leads. I hope you know how to swim. That is a terrible model. The better model is this. Boy, I've grown a really great business. Greg, you've grown a really great business. Now it's time for you uh, to expand. So let's bring on someone. But instead of them working beside you, sitting at the same table, they're working under you and with you. They yeah. become connected to what you were doing. They are an extension of you. They are the nurse to you being the doctor. You're working on the same clients, but your area of expertise doesn't need to be in the handholding and in the minutiae killing activities that are so involved in our businesses. This person now, this partner, they get their MBA in real estate or in investing working alongside you. Mm. They get paid a salary and that scares the bejesus out of some people is when you pay a salary. But last I checked in the previous example, you thought you were going to make 25 grand and they were going to make 25 grand. Realistically, you made 10. In this example, Greg, you yourself, you keep all five of those. That means you just made $50,000 and then you pay that person a salary of say 2,500 bucks a month. So maybe it's going to cost you five to 10 grand, but you are still net positive three or four X, what you were positive before. So here's the win there. And there's three wins in this. When you hire a partner, you win because you're getting time back. You're being more cautious with your money. I know the salary can scare some people, but don't make the hire until you can at least have three or four months of their salary in the bank. You should have your expenses. I I preach and I talk about it in the blueprint that you need to have three to four months of operating and personal expenses in the bank before you ever take a leap. You play red light, yellow light, green light with your expenses. So once you have enough cash, you can make that higher. And it's great for you because that person's making you money. You're not gambling, hoping that they're going to bring you back $25,000. You know for certain they're going to bring back 50 grand. 100%. I'd bet on that every time, bro. So you win. You get more time in your life. You get more money in your life. You get somebody who is working directly alongside you. Great. I don't know if you've hired independent contractors before who want to work their own schedule and do it their own way. Yeah, I do rehabs. I'm very knowledgeable with that. (laughs) And how's that going?
0: I... I, I could do a little masterclass on how to not get scammed by contractors because I, I I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a disaster. It can be a disaster.
1: But some people really crush it. But when somebody says they want to be an independent contractor, what I usually hear them say is uh, uh, subtly, I don't want to work very hard and I want to do it my way. Yeah. Then that that's not everyone, but that's certainly where we've been burned in the past. Yes. And so you rid yourself of that. Oh, crap, because now you have an employee of somebody who's 1099 and you get to call the shots and set them up for success. So you win, first of all. Second of all, your client wins. They don't get handed off to the new kid. They're not getting that kind of experience. They get two for the price of one. Isn't that better that they don't get the idiot who just got their license or just decided, hey, I'm going to jump into this world? No, like you want the person who is seasoned and experienced. And the, yeah, the new kid's going to be alongside, but the the person who's ultimately me ultimately making sure that it doesn't crash is you, Greg, or is me. So the client wins, we win. But my favorite win is when our team members win. The people that we hire because they get their MBA in real estate. Greg, I've hired dozens of partners in the last decade of me doing this business, dozens. And in a business where 87% of people fail, I have like a 97% success rate of somebody going from this salaried position to a full-time commission position and crushing. I'm saying six-figure crushing in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm saying making four or $500,000 a year crushing in Fargo, North Dakota. That's their net. That's not their gross. That's their net. And they've all started as partners. They've all started learning while they earn. And if you want to make doctor money, it's okay if you're in fellowship or residency for a couple of years. Then we have a proven step-by-step. You got to check these boxes if you want to graduate. Because if you want to make doctor money, you have to show competency. So you can do it this way that I'm preaching to you right now. Or you can just hire a bunch more people and hope they work out. But Greg, hope is a great thing to have, but it is a shitty business strategy.
0: I couldn't agree more. And especially as a guy who deals with realtors all the time, because we're selling deals through realtors when we do our flips and rentals. I mean, even on wholesales. I mean, I've worked with so many realtors. It's insane. There's nothing worse when you have a realtor or anyone who's a professional who doesn't know what they're doing because you feel like number one, you, you shouldn't be paying them because they suck. And number two, they they just don't know and they, they they might be a good person. They just don't know what they're doing because, like you said, they haven't gone through the trenches and gotten their NBA in real estate because they weren't trained that way. So it's so and the the on the flip side of that, Eric, pun intended, when you have a realtor who knows what they're doing, it's rocket fuel to your investing business. It's absolute rocket fuel. You you have a realtor, they're your person, they know their numbers, they have their systems, they have their marketing processes. It, it, it makes a real estate investor's life so much easier when you have the right person. So in your business, the way that you teach the, the real estate strategy and, and all that, and then in your own business, so you have the the, the real estate agent who, maybe their objective is to, to be a top producing agent, right? they start out as a showing partner, they do showing partner activities, they prove their worth and they get better and they earn their way in. And then once they've earned it, like you said, nothing is given, everything is earned. Then they graduate into a commission-only real estate professional to where then they have the opportunity to make the big money, as you would say in Fargo, the, the 500. And by the way, 500K in Fargo is like $10 million in San Diego. That is a lot of money. 500K. <laughs> Greg, Greg,
1: I got I got guys. Uh, I, I have a, a guy, his name's Tyler. <sighs> He graduated from college and then was working like three jobs. He was uh, he was like a paraprofessional at a school and he was uh, working at a church a couple nights a week. And I think he was doing Uber Eats or something like that, like just doing whatever he could to make bank. Yeah. And this guy's 31 years old now and is making a half a million dollars a year. And he's selling 100 homes a year with this model. He started as a partner, like it. follow the steps. Step by step by step, if you do it right, uh, I promise you, it doesn't matter the industry that you're in. If you simply adopt some of the philosophies that we teach and preach, everything is earned, nothing is given. Uh, You you have to have a a blueprint of success of how you're going to lead people and how you're going to show up for them. You have to hire people the right way. Because if you don't hire the right people, it's never going to work. If you don't follow the right plan, it's never going to work. And we have all that covered in our blueprint. Greg, Greg, you didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Every single person that's listening, I'm going to give a free book. Free book. $20 retail value. All you got to do with this book is you got to go on Instagram, find me, Real Eric Hatch. That's Eric with a K. Real Eric Hatch. And send me your email. Just direct message it to me. Give me your email address. My admin will take that. She'll send you uh, instructions. You just got to pay shipping and handling. And we're giving away our books for free to whoever wants it. Because we believe that this industry needs to change. And it needs to change radically and mightily. And we're going to lead the way on it. I love it. That's such a
0: generous offer too, man. And I got to say to the people listening to this, if you just read Eric's book and apply Two or three things, it can change your entire business, right? Because the book is obviously a, br- a blueprint on how to how to make it big in real estate. But there's all these little gems. I think Robbie actually reads the gems in the audio book. He's mm-hmm. the Hatch Hint, I think, is
1: what they're called. Yeah. So, so yeah. I wrote it with my partner Robbie Treffethen, yeah. and uh, we do the the audio. I'll tell you this, Greg. It's like ninety percent my voice in it, right? Yes. Yes. When we were recording it. I listened to Robbie complain because he had to come in on like a Saturday and record for like five hours. Like, Oh, I never want to do that again. I'm like, dude, I just spent 25 hours recording this book and you're complaining about having to spend half a day on Saturday. Thank you for your (laughs) sacrifice, you prick. Right? Like that's
0: (laughs) because he's reading the (laughs) Hatch Hints. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Dude,
0: (laughs) by the way, did you so you you just sat in a recording studio, like a professional recording studio. Obviously, it's a good audio quality. And just read the book verbatim like that. That has to be a big pain in the ass. Cause I, I'm kind of a fast talker being from New York. I'd probably take me three days to do, you know? Uh,
1: I mean, it was, it was time consuming to do. It was a great process. I, I haven't done, I uh, made an audio version for my first book. I need to, but nonetheless, having done it, it took, again, it took probably 20 or 25 total hours because you have to have every single word properly enunciated. And then your pace has to stay the same. And so I could send a chapter in, and then they'll send it back and be like, "Yeah, bro, you were uh, you were mumbling." Or I could hear a plane flying over in the background, and so you gotta you gotta do it all again. <laughs> hey. And imagine getting every single word a hundred percent accurate. It's a it's a task, uh, but I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I'll do it again on my next book.
0: Absolutely, man. So let's start. Let's wrap the show up with the last component that I picked up in your book. You actually talk about the financials for a real estate agent, right? Like, how right. do you have your business be healthy? Because there's a lot of people that have these overhead machines and they don't know their P&Ls and it can be a problem. So what what are some critical, I guess, financial KPIs you talk about in your book? I mean, obviously I know them because I've read it, but that a real estate agent uh, can, can really get to know whether their business is is in a situation where they can hire. I know you covered that a little bit earlier. And then what like profit, like what should they expect? Because I think a lot of people, that's just people like, oh, I'm not a numbers person. They just stick their head in the sand. It's like, mm, that's how you go out of business. So I like how you covered that uh, throughout the, I think it was like the last half of the book, you guys start talking about the numbers.
1: Uh, you know, Greg, the most fundamental thing that anybody needs to do as a business owner is you need to pay yourself three ways. The first way you pay yourself is a commission. And you pay yourself a commission just like you would if you had somebody else on your team doing that same bit of work. If you're the acquisitions person, and let's say you nab a wholesale deal and it's 10 grand. Well, what would you pay your acquisitions person for that? Because Uh, you should- honestly 1,500 bucks. 1,500 bucks. So you need to take that $1,500 and take that out of the company account. That needs to go into Greg Helbeck's personal dollars and cents. That's not in an LLC. That's in Greg's- personal checking account, then you should be paying yourself a salary. You're, you're the CEO of your business, aren't you? And if you're the, if you're a CEO of your business, then you're taking a look to say, all right, well, how much am I going to pay myself? And if you're just starting out, even if it's 500 bucks a month, get yourself into the rhythm and the routine of paying salaries. Uh, Salaries for me represent anywhere from 13 to 17% of my GCI. So on a $7 million budget, I'm spending a million dollars on salaries. And Mm -hmm. mine is part of that. I'm making sure that I always understand uh, that I get paid because I'm working on the business and not in the business. The commission is to work in the business. The salary is to work on the business. I'm an employee as well. So that's the second way. The third way you pay yourself is owner profit. And owner profit is the very simple number of GCI minus cost of goods sold, COGS, uh, as we'll call it. Your cost of goods sold are the commissions or the the bumps that you're giving to your acquisitions people or your ISAs or anything else. Then you're left with your gross margin, your gross profit. You then have to subtract expenses from that.
0: OPEX. the operating, The operating. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, And there's three categories of expenses for us. There is lead generation. That's the business that you're buying. There's salaries. That's of course paying for people's hourly or or uh, full time commitments, and then you have your overhead. That's your rent and your insurance and your copiers. I mean, all those things that add up mightily. For me, it's about a third, a third, a third on those. And so you're then left with the third way you pay yourself, and that is actual owner profit. So you pay yourself a salary. You pay yourself commission. And then you should have owner profit in my business. You should gun for owner profit of twenty to thirty percent if you want to have a really healthy business.
0: That's amazing, especially when you can kind of categorize it like that. I think a lot of people, like you said, they they don't pay themselves. Like they don't, they don't take into account the fact that that they got in business to 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 make money, right?
1: And and so, the solopreneurs are not taking out their acquisitions, that fifteen hundred bucks that you talked about, you're fifteen percent or are you a percent or are you a hard number? Percent. You're a percent. So 15% for your acquisitions person. Take that out and get a clear idea. Are you actually making money right now? Because you have a job too, right? You're paying yourself a job. Do you actually own a business that makes money or are you just somebody that's self-employed? 100%.
0: That's so good, man. Especially in the real estate business, everything tends to get lost in the shuffle with, oh, we got this big pipeline. Like, especially in the flipping business, we have a lot of cash coming in, a lot of cash going out. I mean, to the tunes of hundreds of thousands, sometimes a week. And you're like, you know, a lot of people like go on Facebook, Eric, and they're like, "We locked up 25 houses this month." And it's like, "How many closed? What was the net? D- was there title issues?" Like, there's all this. That's the thing, and the one thing I hate about the real estate investing industry—it's such a chest pounding industry where everyone is just talking about these vanity metrics that really have no context to it. And then someone goes on, they see it, they go, "Oh my gosh, Rick Jones just locked up 25 houses. I locked up 10. I'm a loser." And then they're in the they're in the gap, not the gain, which is a whole nother topic. We won't get into that. Just read the book, ladies and gentlemen. Eric, it's an honor to spend time with you. Anytime we get to interact, I always take away uh at least one or two golden nuggets and we see each other, you know, semi-frequently, which is great. By the way, you got a killer lake house up in uh right. in Detroit Lakes. It was a pleasure being there this summer. So if people want to check the book out, how do they get a free copy again? I want to make yeah, sure uh, we make the announcement
1: clear. Go on Instagram, uh, okay. look up uh at real Eric Hatch. Uh, E-R-I-K, Real Eric Hatch. And you can just send me your email in a direct message. And once I get that, my admin will send you some instructions and we will get you a copy of the book. You just pay shipping and handling.
0: Beautiful. Eric, my man, always good doing a pod with you. I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon and I'll talk with you soon, brother. Much love, dude. Bye. Hey, what's going on? This is Greg Hellbeck here, and if you're listening to this, odds are you are a real estate investor, and a big question that I always get asked is, Greg, how do you get your deals? So I have the answer to that question. The main way that I get deals, and it's been this way for years, is through direct mail marketing. Now, direct mail marketing is certainly not easy, but if you have direct mail dialed in the right way, it is profitable month after month after month after month. So I'm actually, Going to give you a free guide, which is my top five direct mail mistakes. So if you want to check out my guide absolutely for free, go to directmailclass.com, put in your name and email, and you will get my guide, which is my top five fatal direct mail mistakes. If you just use that guide alone, it will make you a much better direct mail marketer. So if you want to learn how to optimize and Become very successful finding deals through direct mail marketing for your real estate investment company go to directmailclass.com and get my free guide thank you for listening to an episode of the real estate investing fast track i hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me. And I'll see you on the next episode.